Well, we're here, and I'm back of where I am from last week, even though I was part of it for the second half of last week's show. But I'm officially here for this week as we welcome you to episode 204 of the Rants and Ray podcast. Glad you could be here with us this week. And my word, this past weekend, let's just say a certain person had to, uh, you know, let's just say get fired. That's all I'm going to say. But we'll hold off on that once we get to that breaking point on that one. So, with that being said, folks, thank you for making us your first listen of the podcast. And subscribe to your preferred podcast platform wherever you get your podcasts at, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, etc. And leave us a five-star review of the show. And if you're currently watching the video version of the podcast, make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell for all new episodes of the Rant and Rave podcast. And even like this episode as well, and subscribe to the others on this channel, which we'll introduce one by one. I'm the fighter, Brennan Martin, co-founder, co-creator, producer, and one of these six main co-hosts, currently one of five. Well, one person, because even though everybody is here, with the exception of Uriel, again, we love you very much, Uriel. Hopefully you get to be here very soon. And I am the Youngblood Outsider, Jordy Scout, a.k.a. J-Man's Jet. I am also a co-founder, co-creator, and the director of the show. And I have sent a message to his brother, uh, Uriel's brother, and gave him my phone number. So, Uriel, if you're listening to this, call me at any time. I don't care if it's during the broadcast. I don't care if it's during one of my free hours or whenever I'm having, you know, a nap or whatever. Call me. So that way we can have a talk because after all, three months is really pushing it, you know, because I because we all love you and miss you. Yes. I am the Buffalonian bulldozer, Mike Bombardier. So glad to be with you on board once again. Oh boy. In the world of pro wrestling, man, a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. Well, hello, everyone. Rant and Rave, episode 204. All you Rant and Rave fans out there, I am Mr. Shenanigans, Big BFE in some in some uh, some circles. I am Eric Lima, um, the elder statesman, shall we say, since I am the oldest one here. And uh, welcome to our show. Hopefully, Joe, we've got lots to talk about, a lot of ground to cover. Let's get right on it. Talking to the Kane Destroyer, and I hope you will definitely enjoy episode 204. Some, let's have some fun, everyone. Yes. Take it away, Brendan. So, you know what? Before we get into the whole firing, let's go ahead and, you know, and go through the results of payback and all out respectfully because 
we might as well save the best for last in the opening topics, you know? That is true, yes. Mm-hmm. Since we'll go ahead and start with payback first, since it's in chronological order. I'll do for my end, since I did the live reaction on Saturday. And, of course, uh, Jordy will do the results for AW All Out, respectfully. And we'll go ahead and do it right now for the results. To open up that matchup, it was in a inside that steel cage match. It was Becky Lynch defeating Trish Stratus. However, after that matchup, Zoe Stark basically turned on Trish Stratus. And Stark had enough. And now time to ride solo for Zoe Stark. And then next up, though, we have, well, and I'm sorry to say this, Romy, John Cena served as the special guest referee as L.A. Knight. Yeah! Defeating The Miz. <laughs> that was no problem on that. And then... John Cena gave L.A. Knight the respect that was shown. So, big props to Cena for that. And then we had the first of four championship matches, as one of them was for the United States Championship, as Rey Mysterio defeating the loudmouth Austin Theory to retain the United States Championship. <laughs> Or as I like to call him, Austin Big Bang Theory. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. call, call him Austin Factual or Hearsay. <laughs> yes, that is also true as well. <laughs> and this next matchup was a Steel City Street Fight, which respectfully, this is uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And this time for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles. And, shockingly, they are the new undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions representing Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Austin Jackass Theory. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and this next matchup, the second and the last of the matches, three of four now, which is this time for the Women's World Championship. And Dum Dum had to interfere in that matchup. So with that, Rhea Ripley retains the Women's World Championship by defeating Raquel Rodriguez. No cheat to win, JD. Oh, yeah? 
<sighs> and then the main event, which was for the World Heavyweight Championship, as Seth freaking Rollins retained the World Heavyweight title by defeating Shinsuke Nakamura. And that was basically it for the results for WWE Payback 2023. I was looking, by the way, I was looking at that previous comment. I kind of realized what the JD now stands for in JD McDonough. His previous uh, ring name is Jordan Devlin. I think that's what yep. reminds me of. That is right. Yeah, it is him. That's Jordan Devlin. His name JD McDonough. Yep. So go. we're going to go ahead with the all out results. First of all, I did not know anything about an over budget charity battle royal because, again, I did not count the 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 pre show matches for some reason. I know that sounds dumb of me to, as you know, to, you know, but, to yeah, it, it's all but, good. But the thing is, I did not know who was in this over budget charity battle royal. And I. I did, and the thing is, every other match was made on the fly. But as far as the over budget charity, I didn't know who else was in that battle royal. But nonetheless, we got Hangnail himself, Adam Page, winning by last eliminating Brian Page. Uh, the order of elimination was Tony Nese, Serpentico, Sean Spears, Commander, Angelo Parker, Dalton Castle, Darius Martin, Chuck Taylor, Bishop Khan, Matt Menner, Jake Hager. Mark Davis, Daniel Garcia, Scorpio Sky, Action Andretti, Kyle Fletcher, Trent Beretta, and Toa Leona, with Brian Cage being the last one to be eliminated, you know, for, you know, Adam Page to win the over-budget charity battle royal, which, last night on Dynamite, he got, you know, verbally roasted by Swerve Strickland. And I'm like, in my head, you know what? If I want someone to be the first black AEW world champion, I think he'd be on the top of my list because he just that was magnifique genius. And next we have Hydra Rashida, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue defeating Athena, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante with Billy Starks at ringside uh, in a trios, uh, in a women's trios match. And the main event of the Zero Hour, the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, along with Billy Gunn, uh, accompanied by Dennis Rodman, defended and retained the the AEW World Trios Championships against Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal, who was accompanied by Sanjay Dutt and always a Karen Jarrett. Yeah, the Karen of all Karens, Jarrett. Sanjay Dutt looks so stupid in that Pittsburgh, oh, not that Pittsburgh, that Detroit Pistons uniform. Oh, my, oh my God. God. He's trying to be a freaking Harlem Globetrotter. That's <laughs> uh, so what he looks like. <laughs> so next on the main card, we got, we got uh, Better Than You, Bebe, Adam Cole, and MJF, you know, re retaining the ROH World Tag Team Championship. And we also... From the Dark Orders, Alex Re Reynolds and Sil and John Silver, accompanied by Evil Uno. And after that match, uh, okay, 
So apparently this is what I was going to talk about because it was leading up to this. Now, some people keep, you know, harping on the fact that back in the past where we had MJF escort, you know, Samoa Joe when he was NXT champion of the ring and then Joe shoved him back, you know, you know, as a way of bullying. And then, and then all of a sudden Samoa Joe did the exact same thing when he was going down to the ring. But here's the problem. What some people didn't know was the fact that I think, and I don't think anybody point, you know, noticed this, but that fight that happened, that brawl, as it were, was almost like, like you know, a reenactment of what happened on last week's pay-per-view All-In, where you had... Jungle Jackoff, which we're going to get to in just a bit, you know, bumping into CM Punk, like shoving him away or whatever. And then it caused Punk to put him in a guillotine, you know, choke or whatever. Thing is, it and he had security breaking up the fight. I feel like that was like their reenactment of what happened last week. And I don't know if it was a shoot towards Jack Perry. I don't know if it was a shoot towards CM Punk, but I can guarantee you they wouldn't have done that if there was a reason for it. Because the thing is, again, this is, I think either, or they're doing that just to shoot on Tony Khan. I, I have no idea. And by the yeah, way, who knows? Khan for what he, he did, which we'll get to in just a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Samoa Joe, um, he defeat he retained his ROH television championship. They got through the ROH titles very quick, and the only ROH titles that were booked for that night. Um, he defeated Shane Taylor by submission in under six second uh, six minutes. Excuse me, six minutes and twenty five seconds. And immediately following that, we had Luchasaurus retain. Uh, the AWTNT Championship, you know, against Darby Allen while Christian Cage, you know, was carrying the TNT title. And then you have, you know, Nick Wayne accompanying Darby, which Darby and, and uh, Nick, they had a great, you know, match last night, you know, on Dynamite. And then you got Miro defeating Powerhouse Hobbs. And shockingly, we got a new signing to AEW. It is none other than Miro's wife, formerly known as Lana C.J. Perry. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're trying to cross over the storyline that happened in WWE into AEW. Because Miro, like, walked away, you know, from C.J. as if, you know, the storyline was still continuing. And I think that's kind of good because Mira's story as Rusev and Lana and all that stuff, they never really got that proper ending, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Next, we got Chris Statlander retaining her TBS championship against Ruby Soho. Then we have Brian Danielson defeating... Ricky starts by technical submission in a strap match. Ooh. Then we have 
Blackpool Combat Club's Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuta defeating Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata in a tag match. Then Kinosuke Takeshita with Don Callis defeated Kenny Omega. Bullet Club Gold defeated FTR and the Young Bucks in an eight-man tag team match. And then the main event, which I believe was a great run for Orange Cassidy with the AEW International Championship. And by the way, if anybody keeps thinking that the International Championship should never be added on here, here's the thing. I think it, it's great that it's on there because at Orange Cassidy made it made it worth a damn of watching, you know? Yeah. But sadly, that reign came to an end as John Moxley defeated Orange Cassidy. And here's the fun part. Throughout the entire match, Orange Cassidy was bleeding, of course. Yeah. But John Moxley never bled once. No, I was like, what the and hell? If people out there thinking that John Moxley can't have a great match without bleeding, yes, he can. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's it for, you know, All Out. Now, let's get down to brass taxes, shall we? Yeah. So... I'm sure every single person, because every time we go live, oh my God, what are these people doing? They just talk about wrestling? They, what, they just talk about wrestling? Well, here's the thing. Of course we talk about wrestling because it is one of the most important businesses and industries that make more money than anybody sitting on their, their couch looking like a potato, you know, thinking that they could just, you know, waste their life away. So if they think we're losing our intelligence because of wrestling, that's only half the truth. But that, but the other half is way more than you can anticipate it. So we got a lot of things happening in wrestling that really irritates the out of me. I said I say the f word in a muted censor blade, mind you. It just pisses me off to the point where it's like what Jim Cornette said on Jim Cornette's Drive Through Podcast. Ultimately, the bad guys won. And what I'm referring to is the the thumb ducks. And if you and if you switch the, the first letters around, you've got my exact opinion on the on the young bucks. Then you've got and then you got Jungle Jack off, Mr. Jack Perry himself, and his stupid ass for what happened this pet you know last week on Sunday. And all because of what led up to CM Punk getting terminated, fired, no more from AEW. So let's go ahead and chronological order on the events that, that followed. So apparently on Wednesday night, or sometime this week before, prior to AEW All In, there were there were supposed to be talks between the Elite's camp, and CM Punk with Tony Khan involved. So that way they can hash out all the bullshit. They can hash out, you know, all the wrong, all, all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and just get through their differences and then maybe potentially do a storyline to make money off it, which 
I would believe, would make tons, boatloads of money. Maybe put them all in $100 bills, you know, from that's just fresh from the from the from the printer press that you know that makes dollars and all that stuff. But apparently, the the young bucks or the elite or whatever, because I don't know about Kenny Omega, because for some reason, the only thing I, I can't stand about Kenny Omega is him, you know, overdoing his matches, you know, like over 30 minutes, because he got through a match over around 30 minutes, and I'm like, okay, I mean, you, you did something right, but you didn't go overboard with it. Now, I think, you know, there's, I think Kenny Omega, I mean, he's just, you know, meh. But as far as the Young Bucks and everything else goes, let me just say this. You had the opportunity to talk things out with a guy who roasted you last year on the media scrum all because you couldn't stay out of his business with Colt Boom Boom Cabana. And by the way, have we seen Colt Cabana much ever since? Have we seen Colt Cabana booked more in AEW or Ring of Honor since? No. Because if you want my personal opinion, it's not because of CM Punk. Because Punk said he does not care where Colt works, where he eats, where he sleeps, where he doesn't work. I mean, he he doesn't want to do business with him. And that's fine. But. That does not mean that 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 is like equate for someone to get fired because I don't remember Colt Cabana getting fired from AEW yet. If if, if he is, we would have heard it by now, right? Mm-hmm. But where is he? I mean, he is he is he's not even booked as much ever since this year started. We haven't seen or heard of him in ROH tapings. I should know. I was there, you know, a few weeks ago. He wasn't there. I mean. So, again, the Young Bucks, they want to get involved in another man's business with, you know, involving another man who, again, I'm not accusing Colt of anything, but if you ask me, the, the personal problems between him and Phil Brooks should stay personal, you know? Oh, he's been working in Japan? But still, it doesn't even matter. Like, he's not even being booked as he, as he should be in AEW. And maybe it's a good thing he's being booked in Japan because they probably know more what to do with him than Tony Khan knows what to do with half the damn roster. And by the way, best wishes and best of luck to the future efforts to one sunny kiss. There goes another AEW original for you. Yep. Who is barely booked. Again. So, there you go. You got... And as if it weren't bad enough, on the Saturday uh, collision tapings, or the taping, I believe, because, again, it was not live the day before All In because they weren't going to, you know, have a live show before they have to go across the pond, even though they're already there. They're just having it broadcasted on TNT, I believe. And Jack Perry... Of all the men I respected within AEW, lost it from me. And I know he's probably not going to care because I'm just probably some smart who doesn't know a thing about the wrestling business. Well, I'm about to go in the wrestling business in about a year and a half. So here's the thing. And I got to say, if you would have, if you have a problem with me, 
We can do it in two ways, like we do here in South Carolina. We can either we can either talk things out like real men, or we can or we can go outside and we can have ourselves with fisticuffs. And I'm hoping it doesn't come to the second choice. So be be prepared. All right. So next. Next thing you know, uh, Jungle Jackoff is asking, he's wanting to do a glass spot, like a real legit glass spot, you know, to, you know, to put like either hook through glass or himself through glass. But the people backstage, you know, the management are saying, no, we're not going to do a spot like that. And he's like not wanting to listen to them. So who do they go to for help? Who do they go to? Did they go to Tony Khan? No, they they didn't go to Tony Khan, but he's the boss. But wait, they go to CM Punk. They go to CM Punk, who's not even the owner or the or anything in AEW except a wrestler. And he's and they're the ones that tell him to set him straight because he's old school. So I'm so again, you're asking a wrestler. To tell another wrestler not to do the spot, or to try, or or, or do the spot at all. Period. So I'm thinking, who who's in charge of this company? Who's in charge of AEW? Because I I really don't know. Then the following day. After episode 11 of Collision was broadcasted, we're in the United Kingdom. And I'm not going to lie, Eric, when me and you did that live reaction, I got to admit, if, if pay-per-views were, were to do that in the afternoon instead of, you know, at nighttime where it keeps us up until like 11 or 12 because we've got important things to do the next day, on yeah. a, whether it's mm-hmm. on a Sunday or, or, or a Saturday, things yeah. would be a lot, lot easier for guys like us. Well, and um, I want to bring up something here. All that stuff that's been happening, like the weekend uh, before the weekend of All In, the Young Bucks picked a rotten time to mess with CM Punk. Oh yeah, because at the because he he worked with Bray Wyatt when he was when Bray himself, may he rest in peace, was under the name Husky Harris in the Part new Nexus. Yep, and. That's got to hit him hard. And plus, Terry Funk, he was a guy. That's another person Punk loves so much. Because mm-hmm. because Funk, you know, was, you know, one of the re- – I think he's one of many reasons why CM Punk is in wrestling, you know, because of the old school mentality. Right. And there's, and the Young Bucks, probably knowing them, they don't care. Oh, my God. Yeah, they don't care because they're adolescent little – bitches who don't who will get their way no matter what which we're about to get to in just a minute yeah so the day of the show happens punk is having a little bit of difficult time traveling over to i think what what was the story that broke out that he was going to one stadium or to the hotel because the the person responsible for for you know you know, for transportation, you know, for wrestlers, happened to be a Young Bucks uh, fan, a Young Bucks 
cocksucker who deliberately caused Punk to not, you know, have his ride. So Punk had to get directions and had to travel with fans. And these fans in the UK obviously were not the kind of fans you deal with if you're signed with WWE who harass you for an autograph, for a photo, this, that, and the third. So there you go. So yeah, if that didn't piss off Punk more, this is also what else happens. During the full, during the all-in pre-show, zero hour, during the FTW title match under FTW rules, you got Jack Perry about to do a spot on a car. So apparently he finally got what he wanted, you know, to do a, do a glass spot on top of a car. And suddenly he knocks on the glass and he goes and he's up at the camera saying, real glass, cry me a river. In directs in a direction towards CM Punk himself. So it wasn't bad enough. You 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 had you finally got the you got the glass spot you wanted, but you want to mouth your little dick liquor, as Jim Cornette would put it, towards the camera, towards CM Punk. What the hell were you thinking? And after the match was over, because he knew Punk was going to be the opening matchup of the show because, you know, he was backstage, you know, in the gorilla position waiting. Guess what happens? A confrontation happens, and I believe what sources are saying, I don't know what how to describe it. Either Punk either attacked Jack Perry or Jack Perry bumped into Punk, which caused Punk to put him in a guillotine like, you know, like putting like his head, like right here and, you know, and, of course, there's also where he's allegedly, allegedly lunged at Tony Khan. And yet, Punk, he already had his match, you know, like, he would already go out for his match, he had it with Joe, it was a good one. I saw it. It was very good. And I think after the show, I think after the fact, he was sent back to his uh, to his dressing not to his dressing room, but to his hotel room. Because I know Jack Jungle Jackoff was sent to his hotel. Matter of fact, so and yeah, he, yeah, he yelled, yelled out that he quit. Well, here's the thing. I think I would have quit too because the thing is, I, the the guy is working with legit children. The only people that are legit enough people to work with are guys like Samoa Joe, who apparently had to break up the fight, you know, because he because he had to witness it, and he was upset, and. Mm-hmm. Then around around the time after that, about a couple of days passed, I believe, they announced that they're suspended. They announced that they suspended both CM Punk and Jack Perry. 
doesn't matter who started the attack, Punk and Perry should be fired. Well, here's the thing. Punk, I mean, you, you got to admit, he was a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. But, but still, Perry, Perry, you know, should never have ran his mouth. But I don't agree with CM Punk wanting to fight with, with Jack Perry either. But the thing is, what's done is done. And it doesn't matter whose side you take either, you know what I mean? But I think this does prove that CM Punk got more injustice than anyone out of the AEW alumni, I believe. So, brace yourself, lads. This past Saturday, um, before AEW even turned on their Saturday Collision show, hours before then, Khan, Tony Khan announced that he had fired CM Punk. And this was like an hour or two before AEW Collision was going to go live. He even tried to explain the situation to the live audience before the show went on the air. They booed him out of the building and they only take the, you know, the part where he's explaining just because he knew that the audience was not going to let him get him get a few more words in no matter how much he uses the microphone so i want to ask brandon if i you know uh, if i can get his permission on something can i please play the audio of tony khan's statement from this past saturday since it's the hot topic at hand by all means, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because let me tell you guys, you guys, mo some of you people watching live are probably going to think, like, is this for real? Like, is he really legit serious that he was scared? Well, hold on a second. Okay. Let's see. Nope, not that one. Okay, here it is. Tell me if you guys can hear it, okay? Hey, I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional. Can you hear it? Yes. You guys can hear it, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Hey, I had to make one of the toughest decisions yeah. of my career. Today, I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All-In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable, and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never all that time have I ever felt till last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel, delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. 
sorry to any fans who are upset by this and sorry to anyone who's upset by this. Despite that, we're going to have a great show tonight on Collision and we're going to have a great AEW All-Out pay-per-view tomorrow here in Chicago. Last weekend was the greatest weekend in AEW history. This is the greatest weekend in AEW history. We're going to continue the great momentum here tonight on and tomorrow night on All Out pay-per-view. Let's take a Oh, my God. If, my okay, word. Let me just say this. Never in over 30 years have I ever feared for my life. <laughs> what the hell? Never in over 30 years while producing wrestling for four years have I ever been scared. Bro, you allowed all this shit to happen. You allowed it to happen last year at All Out's Media Scrum. You allowed this to happen this past last week on Sunday. So, yeah. And you're like, oh, he was scared. He was scared. <sighs> then maybe you need to pens adult diapers, you freaking baby. Yeah, frizzy haired, beavis looking butthead. I have never heard such bullshit in all of my entire life. You say you're afraid of another man. Oh, my God. And this guy, I, I don't want to work for this guy if he, if he is that much of a pussy. I mean, here's the thing. I love having friends, okay? Let's get that straight. I love having friends. But if I'm going to work for somebody... And somebody who's going to pay me legitimate money, I don't, I want, I mean, sure, we can have a friendly conversation here and there. We can, you know, shoot the breeze, but I want a legitimate boss. Someone who says, all right, here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to, you know, have this guy take on that guy. And then, you know, we're going to have this lead up to this segment, you know, that kind of guy. And to make sure the spot's are perfectly well on point. Not a guy who's going to be used as a freaking doormat so that way his lawyers can, you know, talk all some, you know, crazy stuff to get him to say this or say that because you can tell that that, that statement was probably, you know, inspired by lawyers for him to do that. And then you have A lot more than Perry and Punk. Yeah, exactly. He is a lot to blame because he allowed all this crap to happen. And not only that, you know what else happened after the taping or after the broadcast of that live televised event of Collision? You have Tweedledum and Tweedledee or hold on, Tweedledickhead and Tweedledumass, the you know the young the young bucks, you know, go out there. One of them is doing a victory lap when when some of the fans are chanting CM Punk like. I'm like, you are spoiled, rotten-ass children. I don't even know how one or one or both of you are fathers. I don't know which one is, the fa is a father of children, but still, you guys are not men. You are, you are children in, in, the, in the forms of adult men. You are not real adults. My four-year-old niece is more mature than the young bucks. Four-year-old niece of Eric's more mature than, than Matt and Nick Jackson is is that that that's golden. 
So, because I'm telling you something, and these and these guys, like I said, they picked the worst time to pick on Punk. The worst time. They think, oh, he's he's weak, he's weak emotionally because two wrestlers passed away that he knew. Boom, we got him. That's how you know, Young Bucks. I would have thrown. I would have taken a dodgeball and thrown it right at their faces. You know what? Let's, let's play some dodgeball, young bucks. Whammo, one to the head. No, you know what? I don't want to use a dodgeball. I want to use a wrecking ball, and I'm not talking the one that Miley Cyrus would use. Good lord! Freaking cock sucking sons of bitches. <laughs> I would play dodgeball against AEW. Get me the young bucks. I'm probably saying knock them in both in the head. And, and, and you know, here's a here's a stupid here's a thing here too. These guys, like you said, planned it out obviously because Punk was not having a great week. They they did not do the meeting for a reason. They were planning this out the whole time, right before you know all. And maybe they got got involved with Jack Perry. I don't have proof of that, but then again, Jack Perry has already been on been on hot you know on thin ice as it is. But here's what what gets me is the fact that you have people claiming that he lunged at Tony Khan. All right. Okay. Call me crazy, but then again, people already think I am because I'm the I'm the, I'm the voice and face of the show while you are the heart the you know the heart and soul of the show. Hey, Anthony Kahn, you say you are an innocent victim on television and you're you're having, you know, a lot of this stuff happen under your watch. And yet you have people saying that you were lunged. I say prove it. Because you, the rest of AEW, use legal staff or whatever, has up until the end of this month to provide said proof of the fight of everything that happened. Because if you do not provide that proof before this month is over, I will not be be, re, be live reacting to AEW stuff ever again. If you guys think I'm joking, try me. Please. Because I want to see actual legitimate proof. I know that might upset Eric because we always do things on Fridays, Saturdays, and also on the pay-per-views. But then again, we can find something else to do. Because after all, I mean, I don't want to be watching bullshit, you know, you know, uh, bullshit, you know, you know, programmings from a bullshit company, from a bullshit boss who doesn't know if he's got the proof to back up his statements. So like I said, give us the proof before the end of the month. Or I'm done. I, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, and besides, you don't know if I'll be watching the pay-per-views, but then again, I don't have to live react to them. So, yeah. And as far as, you know, CM Punk goes, this is probably best for everybody because, after all, he doesn't have to deal with children. He doesn't have to deal with a, with a spineless boss who, who thinks he can run everything. And then you've got, you know, watch Impact instead of AEW. I don't know if I can watch Impact, to be honest with you, because, one, I don't have access to TV. 
But still, I at the end of the day, get your shit together or and, and get the evidence, the the video proof, or I'm done. And you got until the end of the you know before this month ends. So. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say right there. And by the mm -hmm. way, as long as the young bucks and you know the young bucks and you know, in fact, anybody who has the title of EVP and are still a full time wrestler or still working at AEW, you can count me out of wrestling over there because I'm not, I don't, I don't take any chances. Mm hmm. That is true, Romy. In fact, that that's what also what happened. They went from four hundred seventy thousand below to two hundred fifty thousand. That is true. Impact is the best company for now. I mean, WWE at this point is is nothing but a fuster clock in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Because again, I I mean, like again. You don't have the, the proper title reigns for the world heavyweight title, which is not the same one we're used to many years ago. And then you've got, you know, other stuff. But I'm I'm done. Uh, anybody else want to talk about the situation? You know, give their thoughts on all that has happened. Well, like I said before, they picked the worst time to, like I said, to pick on CM Punk. And instead of paying tribute to Terry Funk and, and Wyndham Rotunda, they choose... Just to, they they choose that time. Let's, let's screw around with CM Punk. I mean, I don't think that's right. Tony Khan should have, you know, if, if he's a true mark for wrestling, Tony Khan would have known the legacy of both. We've been watching both stuff from Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk, and he said, "Hey, let's have respect for these two. Let's put our differences aside. Let's stop all this and let's pay tribute and do the show for them." I mean, nope. he did. He did, you know, do the, you know, you know, the whole in memory of, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Wendy on on Rampage. Yeah, which which is good, you know, but they should have like paid, you know, let you know, just put everything aside and say, hey, let's pay tribute. And instead, instead, oh, let's let's pick on CM Punk. Forget that. Let's pick on CM Punk. The Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah, they're not mature enough to even run a company. Wait, collision now to become the Brian Danielson show. As much as I love Brian Danielson, I mean, as much as I would love to live react to him, still I want I want the video proof. I'm still gonna watch it wrestling. I like watching wrestling, man. I've been a wrestling fan since '91 on a full time basis. I, mean, I didn't say I didn't say I would stop. Walk, walk. I mean, like the thing is, I would stop doing live reactions, you know, and probably the programming altogether because I'm not gonna watch programming if you know. If we're not going to be given proof, you know, Brian Anderson could be a locker room leader. Honestly, what's the point in having a locker room leader when you, when you don't have the proper structure for said locker room? You know what I mean? That's why the WWE has been successful. They had locker room leaders. And the and they had, and they, but they had better structure. That's what I mean. They had better structure. You know, they had better structure for locker room leaders to, you know, to use. I don't know who will be the locker room leader now because... Originally, uh, back in the day, was the Undertaker? Oh my God, Undertaker! You know, let me tell you something. He got more more shower time than than anybody had ring time. <laughs> I see what you're referencing there. Yeah, 
you know, when he uh, addressed Jericho, when Jericho interrupted. But that's um, a true fact. He has more shower time than anybody has for any time. Because I think he takes a shower. He takes more, like, I think he has more than one hour, I believe, to shower, I believe. Yeah. He probably showers more times than a young buck's flat. Actually, he had, I think he's probably, you know, I think he's had, had more showers than, than you know, the Young Bucks ever losing their virginity before they hit the indie scene. Ooh. Yeah, I went there. Oh, my God. I wow. the Young Bucks. Oh, please cancel me. Oh, my God. Find Tony Khan so he can cancel me. Say I'm banned from AEW. <laughs> Out of here with that bullshit. You know who can run AEW better than the Young, Bu- young Bucks? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I say, you know who can run AEW better I, I than the Young Bucks? Said, why would you? I'm trying to be funny here. You caught me off guard there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Undertaker was showering before the Bucks were born. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, funny. And hold on, and that in of itself, oh. the bucks are, are what they are. In my view, a failed abortion. Those guys make me sick. Anyway, Michael, what's your thoughts on all this? Oh, oh, jeez. I think Jack Perry should have been fired too. Yes, he should have. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'm just going to go straight to the core on Jack Perry. Um, hey, Jungle, hey, Jungle Jack, remember that promo battle when MJF mentioned your relationship with Anna Jay? Turns out MJF was right. You are weak between the knees. Mm, ouch. And if I were Anna Jay, I'm thinking to myself, what in the world is going on? I mean, if I was Anna Jay, I'd dump his ass. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, if I were Anna Jay, I'd be like, screw that. I know Andrew's probably going to agree with Eric and all that, but go ahead and give your thoughts, Andrew. Yeah. Yep. Safe. I knew there it. Go. I go figure. Safe. Safe. S A M S A F E. Same. He said. He said. Safe. Eric and all that. Safe. Safe. Michael, you just won me over. Wow! You got yourself a fan now. Hell yeah. All Brandon, heart and soul of R and R floor is yours. Yes. Basically, you know, Jack Perry and CM Punk situation. You know, again with the the dumb fucks picked the wrong fucking time because of the Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda. A.K.A. Bray Wyatt. Because CM Punk, he idolized Terry Funk. And also being good friends with Bray Wyatt. 
And the thing about it is, the EVPs are acting like fucking children. Like middle school and high school and all that shit. I mean, good fucking lord. Grow a pair of balls for once and fucking damn it all. I mean, shit. And Tony Khan, you need to take care of your roster, but you are not in your case because you didn't go to London and all that because you had to stay your ass home. That's... And oh, having to own a NFL football team of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. And also, uh, I want to also want to bring this up. Another point at the AW All Out event from last Sunday. Even before the show was even to start, security, on the other hand, was confiscating. CM Punk signs forcing people to turn their CM Punk shirts inside out or change them and even order to enter the United Center for God's sakes. Confiscating, you know, signs telling people to wear their CM Punk shirts inside out, which I said this past Tuesday is a great movie made by Pixar, you know, inside out. And and in fact, here's another thing I forgot to mention. Um, I'll just send this to Brandon so we can showcase this on, you know, screen share. Yeah. Give me a, give me a second. Uh, Romy showcased this on, you know, both of us this past Monday. And I, you know, and and again, you're welcome for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me go ahead. And I'll, I'm hell. I'll oh, not, oh my God! No, 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 not that one. No, I mean, I'll, I'll fucking screen share the damn thing. It says, it says you guys proof. I, I, I almost sent you the don't make backyard wrestlers EVPs, even though that is true. Um, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my. But yeah, God. this is the one. This is the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yep. I will go ahead and showcase. This so shit. yeah, they said they comp they, they would confiscate CM Punk signs. However, this sign says "Cry me a river." However, somebody I think one of the people that owned the sign had magic marker and put in CM Punk's name. And if you look very closely, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Very oh, hypocritical, much. Very hypocritical. That really is. And that's fucking pathetic. And Go ahead. I'll just so, yeah. stop the green share on that one. But As far as yeah. I'm concerned, morons. But anyway, continue on, Brandon, with uh, with your um, with your thoughts on this. Yeah. Basically, some people were still freaking wearing. Yeah. Thank you, Romy. Thank you for that. I was about to say that. There were still some wearing the CM Punk shirts. There were some that. people. There were some people wearing a yeah. CM Punk shirt. I think some, someone, there was a fat ass. Not not you, Romy, but then again, you are a fat ass. Um, then there's a, 
then there's another there's a skinny guy i believe somewhere around the front row and as far as i'm concerned then there was probably another one i couldn't tell who but still it's yeah Yeah. more hypocrisy Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean still and security at the united center you need to do something you need to do fucking something right for a change because you said again before you let them in in the in the United Center to confiscate CM Punk signs, which you did that, but you still didn't do. I mean, and have people turn your the CM Punk shirts inside out or to change. You also didn't do that as well. They didn't, and they also didn't confiscate the CM Punk signs that were towards Punk. They probably confiscated the ones that were probably, you know, that were probably, you know, supportive of them. But, you know. That is some hypocrisy bullshit I've ever seen. And and I also want to get this one. The viewership. That oh. from Collision. You had 400 plus, view, 400 plus viewers and you now went down below 250. Oh my god, that is terrible. That is fucking horrible for the fact that you want to be the big shit. You want to be the top show on that one, but you keep this up, Tony. You keep it up. It's going to be like WCW 2000 all over again. That and, and that's the thing, though. My dad even said it best. That's what this company is now. It's it's just like WCW. You got the same television distributors. You got the same television channels that WCW used to broadcast on. And again, and 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 W and, and that's what Tony is. He's a WCW mark. Yep. I mean, and- this company. And plus, you have wrestlers who have creative control, which are essentially. Inmates running the asylum. It is it is essentially WCW 2.0. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, there's another thing that I want to point out too. Before we um before we close out the, the opening topics and get into yep. our own topics. Um, I sent Romy the screenshot, you know, uh yesterday, and it was on X. Yeah, I know Hellfruit is over that I say X instead of Twitter. See, uh apparently an old um an old friend and an old, uh, you know, somewhat rival of CM Punk's during 2011, during the summer of Punk, uh, Kevin Nash gave his thoughts on the whole pr- process. He says, and I quote, honest to God, I mean, this is in all seriousness. What I take from this whole thing is he needs serious help. He needs mental health. When it becomes destructive, when there's a chance this costs you millions of dollars and you just continue to push and push and push, they have to, to you know, like, let him go, as it were. I'll tell you right now, man, if I would have broke in and saw some mother doing that, sh- I would have said, oh, if he can get away with that, well, then I'm going to do it. I just think that Tony Khan needs to get somebody there to be the heater. He needs to bring somebody in. Vince wouldn't put up with that. It's disrespectful to Tony. To me, Punk is almost a bully at this point. 
because he knows that Tony is not, that's just not in his DNA. Okay. Let me just stop right there and just say this, Kevin, Kevin Nash, I still, you still have my respect, but here's where I will disagree. This is coming from you, a guy who had creative control in WCW, who had, who actually booked a few things in WCW. You also got Rey Mysterio to remove his mask when that was a disgrace to luchadors around because, again, taking the mask off is like beheading somebody in the world of Lucha Libre. You also ended Goldberg Street when he was white hot, you know, back in, you know, 98. And he was, you know, you know, he was just destroying people. And then there's the infamous finger poke of doom. I mean, I could go on, but still, you, along with Scott Hall, may he rest in peace, and Hogan cost WCW millions of dollars because of stupid-ass angles and because of you getting more money than anybody else. So, again, you have no room to talk about saying that someone needs mental help when clearly this the only reason you're saying this is because... CM Punk verbally roasted you on Monday Night Raw, you know, after SummerSlam 2011. Now, again, I, I still respect you, but I strongly disagree with you. The fact that I don't think Punk is a bully. You see, Punk, okay, the thing is, Punk is an asshole, but he's a demanding asshole. He's the kind of person who wants to do business. He doesn't play around, you know what I mean? But yeah, anybody else got anything to say before we go into our topics? Nope. I don't, I guess, you know, the floor is ours, so. Yep. I guess, um, you know how it usually goes. Hold on, Nash is still pissed because CM Punk owned his ass. And we got Nash shouldn't be holding on to that for many years ago. That's a bad way to live. If that's the case, Nash should move on from it. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I, I highly part of me feels like he, it may, it might be. But then again, another part of me says that you're just saying this because, again, this is coming from the guy who used to work in a you know wrestling company, but near, but drove it out of business. But yeah, I'm. But folks, let's go on with our you know topics as usual. Um, you know how this works. First person to speak gets to give out their topic and this, that, and the third. So since I'm already talking, I'll start. So apparently, this is what I, I this is why I'm hoping Uriel comes back soon because this might it may be you know it may be you know like as close as we're gonna get. But then again, hopefully we get to see a full season of this. So apparently there has been a thing called blue bit called boo bits on uh, team four star. Thanks to another, you know, um, totally not Mark in regards to the boo saga of dragon ball Z abridged. It's like, as if you're seeing scenes and clips of, you know, the boo saga, which in my view I think they should go forward with because 
if I were to say, just, just you know, go with it. Like, go with it, even if it caught, even if, if Akira gets pissed off. But the thing is, Akira has enough on his plate as it is. I say, go for it, make a full season of it, and then just, you know, never do Dragon Ball, you know, abridged again, you know, like, because again, even if it's Dragon Ball Z abridged, it doesn't matter because the Boo Saga is a very, is a very, you know, important factor to play. You know what I mean? So I'd say just go for it. And yeah. I, I, and the thing is, I nearly, I nearly cried when I was watching these clips because it was reminding me of Uriel. Because me, you know, me and Uriel are, are great fans of, you know, like, you know, me and Uriel are big fans of Dragon Ball. We, we you know, we bonded over Dragon Ball Z abridged. Uh, Brandon was there. Um, yeah, I got to say, like, hopefully they can get, get through some red tape and just, you know, do it. I'd say do it. And that's my topic. So who's up ne next? Because we got a rant rave infestation up on the roof. <laughs> well, I know there's one show that may not be making a comeback because there'll be one actor not going to make a comeback, and that would be that 70s show. I don't know if y'all heard. I don't know mm -hmm. if you heard of that 70s show. Actor Danny Masterson sentenced to 30 years to life in prison. With the rape of two women. Oh my God! My word. Forty-seven years old, guilty two counts for forcible rape in May during a retrial of a case involving three women. He will serve two fifteen-year sentences consecutively, consecutively, one for each charge. And Jane, the third count, was declared a mistrial against because the prosecutors say they will not retry, retry Masterson on the rape charge on the third one. But he pleaded, he pleaded not guilty for three counts, including a former girlfriend. He alleged text between took place between 2001 and 2003. And uh, that's like over 20 years of, you know, of stuff. Yeah, so. So. Uh, Hold on a second. Remember that segment on that 70s show where he was going for a job interview? And the boss asked him, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" He replies, "In he replies, prison." Foreshadowing much? And yeah, just like the Simpsons, foreshadow most of the stuff, but uh, most of the events that happened. And um, it seems like to me, we're not going to see Danny Masterson for a while. And mm -hmm. I mean, I highly doubt you're going to see a seventy show re reunion. I doubt you'll see. Uh, I doubt you'll see. Uh, I'll, I I doubt you'll see him again. And I, you know, I can imagine what his brother is going through. Chris Masterson. I mean, it's the crazy part. He's a member of the Church of Scientology. You know how whacked up that church is. That's where Leah Remini left that church. 
Do you think he could bring his brother as a new high? Yeah, you might. House of Fury, that could be something. Christmas, yeah, I know he's like, being dragged out of the courtroom into prison. Like, no, that's my spot. No. <laughs> so, I can, I, you know, I feel, um, feel for his girlfriend, Bijou Phillips, and I believe he has a nine-year-old daughter as well. And here's the worst part: he's got to be. Oh wait a second! Hold on, I hate to cut you off. Jim Cornette on AEW confiscating uh, CM Punk signs and and making people remove CM Punk shirts at All Out 2023. Uh. And this was just up uploaded a day ago, and I just got a got a I just got a you know a notification. Anyways, yep. So uh, yeah, and he had he has to register as a sex offender. I I, I can imagine what his girlfriend and his nine year old daughter. Are thinking about right now. Now your daughter probably would not understand what the heck is going on. But his girlfriend, Bijou Phillips, I all I know is you do the crime, you do the time. That's what he has to do. But I highly doubt you'll see him on TV ever again. The high character, I thought was I thought the high character was pretty funny. You know. Because he was like this dead, deadpan wisecracker that he is. Would you look? Would you take a seat over there, over here, please, Oh boy! So, yep. And that's my topic. <laughs> See you later. Uh-huh. Andrew, See you later. Andrew, Bye. you're next. You just, you just laughed. Well, okay. So, I don't know if everybody in the live chat has been a fan of Bruce Springsteen. Unfortunately, he postponed his concert because of the, the ulcer, ulcer disease called a peptic ulcer disease. And why I asked about this disease? Um, he has most commonly, he has his problem with his stomach pains, heartburn, not, not just bloating and belching or belching. Unfortunately, Bruce Springsteen is 74 years. He's going to be turned 74 later this month. Unfortunately, he postponed his, his September's concert. So, so who, who I, are you hope, about that, I hope Andrew? Bruce Springsteen got to get oh, Bruce Springsteen, the, the singer, the singer. Yes, I know. The, you know, the boss. Yes, yeah. I know who you're talking about. So, I hope. So, all right. I hope. I hope that he will definitely going to be curing this disease. So that's the end of my topic. So who's next? I love other, some of other, Brandon or Michael? I will go next with Pro Wrestler of the Week. All right. Can I guess? Whoa. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. <laughs> what was that? that? What was that? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a spoiler alert. It's not going to be Jungle Jack Off. <laughs> Don't worry, it won't be. Oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> and somewhere Anna J is relieved it's not him. Uh, I'm relieved it's not even Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> oh, she'll get her butt kicked ne- next next Monday. Watch it. Yeah. She's got Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, easy one for be- big time Bex. 
Yeah. That's the only title she has not captured because if she does capture the NXT but title, in terms of pro wrestling a week, even though Gunther became longest reigning Intercontinental Champion, I'm not taking any chances. Give me John Moxley. Oh, capturing the AEW International Title. Yeah, I would. Yeah, and, I would he didn't, and he didn't even. And you know what? He didn't bleed as if it was that time of the month for him. You know, yeah. he, he he just he he was actually wrestling in the match without having to cut himself. My wrestling week is mommy, and that's every week mm. though, right, Ripley? Yeah, she'll lose that title someday. Well, I guess the floor is yours, Brandon. Or is it like no. saying? Go ahead. Well, looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. Yes, it is main event time. Where also a very good friend of CM Punk. Well, A Steel. He unfortunately, once again, it's been released. No surprise because now that CM Punk is gone. Yeah, I'm like. I mean, that's no shocker, but go ahead and give us the deets. Yep. All right. We all know that the following, this is... It's time to show up Brandon's lotion. Can I do the white? Oh, good Lord. I'm like, you be quiet. It puts the lotion on his skin. It does what it does. Is he in the live yeah. chat? Oh, uh, yeah. Here in, oh. in the uh, right StreamYard version. Yeah. Uh, but god damn it, Chayton. Anyways, continue on. Yeah, we all know that the AW announced the Shut up, Bofa. Oh, good lord. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's a collection of lubricants. Continue, please. Oh, shut up, Jordan. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's go oh, ahead. Before, let's... Continue before the live chat is down. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Either way, good lord. I was about to say is the only we all know that. Goodness sakes. (laughs) Pretend like just ignore it and pretend like it'll go. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Moving on. Let's oh yes, okay. AW announced the termination of CM Punk's contract. We already talked about that on the opening topic. We already know that part. However, that Steel was released from the company following the initial incident last year, but was rehired ahead of Punk's return on the debut episode of Collision back in June. The situation actually caused a delay in Punk's return being announced because Tony Khan had decided Steel would only be able to work remotely rather than be present backstage at shows, which Punk wasn't happy about. Steel had indeed been working remotely, but with Punk now out of the picture, many have wondered about Steel's status. Well, as I mentioned, in an update from PWI Insider, in the wake of Punk's departure, H. Steel has once again been released by AEW earlier today. And however, according to PWI Insider, there had been talk of AEW opening a facility 
in Florida specifically for Steele to train some talents, but obviously that won't be happening now. And we all know that Jack Perry was suspended, we all, all that stuff, and then... Well, he's been to... suspended indefinitely from what we've heard, but then again, I don't think that's good enough for me. No, uh-uh. Not at all. But yeah, again, that doesn't surprise me with Steel, though, getting released yet again. And again, and he was going to do opening up the facility under Steel, and then, and with that, that's not going to happen anytime soon with some of their, some of their talent. And with that, it's, 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 it's already done and it's time to move on to bigger and better things. Well, but it is what it is. And I'm done with that topic. Well, folks, I guess that about wraps it up for the rain. Actually, hold it for a second, Jordy. What? We got the passing there of General Adnan. There's more. Oh, yeah. Oh, General Adnan. General Adnan, the guy who teamed up with uh, the Iron Sheik, better known as Colonel Mustafa, along with Sergeant Slaughter, who became a Iraqi sympathizer after, you know, defeating the Ultimate Warrior, which, you know, made the heel turn even, you know, a lot more better, but it couldn't have been more worse than the attendance rate of what you thought would have happened at WrestleMania 7. But regardless, he will, you know, forever be missed, and our heartfelt condolences go out to him and to, to his uh, family and friends. So we'll go ahead with a ten bell salute, and then we will end the show as we usually do. So with that being said, everybody else, about your head, close your eyes as we toll the bell ten times for one general admiral. said thank you all for joining us in the next four weeks we will be having anniversary four um i will be here next week however i will also be on vacation so i will not be on the popcorn panel podcast this coming tuesday so keep that in mind if you like this episode give it a thumbs up if you miss your chance to live chat comment down below give us your thoughts and opinions also on the bullshit free that is aew also be sure to subscribe you're near the channel Hit the notification bell so that way you'll be notified whenever this channel, you know, whenever Brand does a an upload, a premiere, or a live stream at this one at all times. Same goes for Eric Lewis Shannon in 1977, Andrew Hawking, and Mike Bombardier, and yours truly, the Youngblood Outsider, Jordan Scow. With that being said, God bless you all. Have a great night and stay healthy for a very tomorrow. Yeah! Check out some new thumbnails. I'm bringing them up soon. I already got yeah. a couple of them on already. 
And with that, keep ranting and raving. Peace. Good night, everybody, and we'll see you all next week.